Showtime! Showtime! Woo! Hello everybody and welcome to the Red Ink Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason, at Cosmic Jace on Twitter. I am Joe, at JK Wrestling on Twitter. And we are both Red Ink Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, SoundCloud, iTunes. iTunes. Redbubble. Damn, I thought I was getting good at doing that. <laughs> I always miss something out. And we are going to talk about No Mercy, which happens tonight or early in the morning if you're in the UK like we are. Yeah. And it's shaping up to be a pretty good pay-per-view, I think. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I think it's the the best of the lineup so far, and I think it's testament to the quality of the writing going on on SmackDown right now. Every match seems to have at least some sort of investment in it. It's not just being thrown together at the last minute, so that's good. Yeah, it's something that Raw doesn't seem to be able to do very well. Yeah, exactly. Although I did read an article online the other day, and I always, I always consider not bringing these little tidbits up because they are just rumors at the end of the day. We don't know for certain, but yeah. I did read that Vince McMahon is very unhappy with the way that Raw is going, and we will start to see changes soon. But then again, how many times do we hear that? So, yeah, <laughs> and what are those catastrophic changes? Like it's usually just something really small. Oh, it'll be just like. Braun Strowman having more enhancement matches or something. <laughs> It'll be something awful. That'll work. Yeah. So for the pre-show for No Mercy, we have Jack Swagger versus Baron Kickoff Corbin, as he's going to uh, be called now. Yeah, that's the nickname we've assigned him. Yeah. He, 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 I. The thing with this match is that I don't really care, but I also don't know which way it's going to go, which means they could, if they're good enough to do it, like Corbin and Cruz were at the last pay-per-view, if they're good enough to tell a story, I will get invested because I have no idea which way it's going or where the storyline is going. The worst possible outcome is that they end the match similarly to how they ended the match on SmackDown, where it was like a false finish load of garbage yeah but I think the the best thing to happen is Baron Corbin beats Jack Swagger quite dominant fashion yeah I mean I'm I'm really not bothered about the match either but I mean fair play Jack Swagger wouldn't have got anywhere near a pay-per-view when he was on Smackdown so uh, sorry on Raw on Raw so, yeah um, at least they've bumped him up a little bit I mean it's not a terrible wrestler I just I just I just hate like patriotic gimmicks like that but yeah because do you know why we're not american and tra- gimmicks like that just do not translate to us it's why most british people don't hate rusev <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah if we if, we... If, if a guy's coming out and saying i hate america when most of the world isn't the biggest fan either then you're not gonna hate him necessarily it's not your country you know what i mean so yeah and the and the british flag has been like used by racists too much so yeah. If there was yeah. a, if there was a British wrestler that was really really patriotic and came out with British flags, I'd just basically think he was racist. Yeah, you'd assume automatically that he was racist. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. get what you mean. Sorry, state of affairs. So yeah, that's the <laughs> pre-show match, kickoff match, should we say? Who do you think will win? 
I, I hope Jack Swagger wins. Right. But only because, because just because I don't like Baron Corbin. Yeah, fair enough. Charisma vacuum, Baron Corbin. He is, isn't he? He yeah. definitely is. He's got such a cool entrance and such a good finisher, but everything else between isn't the greatest. Yeah, maybe Baron Corbin does have to win, actually. Otherwise, he's then just another guy, isn't he? So, Yeah, I suppose. But at the same time, is there anything wrong with someone who's as vacuous as that to become just another guy? <laughs> no, probably not. Exactly. And then not officially on the card, and I'm guessing is going to be somewhere on here, um, is the debut of Kurt Hawkins um, versus random WWE 2K silhouette default character. Yeah, like when you said the debut of Kurt Hawkins and then paused, I had zero reaction because I feel like that's probably what's going to happen when the pay-per-view is on. Yeah, like they've made him look like a fucking idiot yeah. in those video packages. And I don't know why they feel like we need like comedy characters. I don't think comedy characters work, personally. Well, Unless it's like he's, Heath Slater. He's like, yeah. Yeah, but they went all in on that with the yeah. vignettes and all that sort of stuff. So, Well, they've gone all in on this then, if you if you consider that. like They've yeah. got the vignettes. Okay, what I mean is on the they went all in on vignettes for Heath Slater that I liked. Right, okay. <laughs> and, they, and I didn't like these vignettes. Yeah. There was the... the um, there's still the possibility that he will be debuted to be mocked. I feel like the videos are so comedic in, in tone, and his character looks so goofy and unusual that it'll take quite a lot to make him a believable fighter. Yeah. Like, where's the aggression going to come from? It just seems very hard to suddenly transition from that comedy to someone who can legitimately beat someone up. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been better for them to probably advertise it and tell us who his opponent was. Yeah. You know, and then you could get a little bit more invested, but they've decided against that. Yeah, that kind of, like, that to me says one of two things. It's either a jobber or it's someone who's kind of cool. I just hope it's not Kane. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that Kane's not on the card or anything makes me think that it probably is going to be Kane. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And then I'm going to wish that someone would burn me alive so I could escape <laughs> watching it. Which is it's it's so weird how Kane has suddenly became such a underappreciated character. Like you go back to his prime and he was so good for so long. Yep, and now he just kind of comes in and does a few big moves, and he can still work just as well as he used to, almost. But he, his character's just diminished in value so much because of how they've treated him for like years on end now. Yeah, that's it for me. I well, I I don't necessarily agree that he can work as well as he used to, but he's still got the big moves down, I guess. Yeah, and he can still take decent bumps. I think for someone who's fifty, like he's yeah. he's. Agile enough is what I'm trying to get at. It definitely hasn't deteriorated at the rate that other people no. have. Let's face it, sometimes in WWE, good enough is as best you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we don't know what order these matches are going to be in, obviously, but I guess Nikki Bella versus Carmella is going to be pretty low down too. I don't really care about yeah. this match, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I feel like the entirety of their heat was 
erased at the last pay-per-view and they've just kind of been dragging them to this pay-per-view where the story for me should end. And the only way that the story can end is if Nikki overcomes Carmella. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to maybe as if they'd said that this match was for the number one contendership. Yeah. Or something, you know, just give us something. But if it's just a, a match, then I'm, yeah. then I'm not sure. Um, uh, then we have Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos for the tag titles. Um, I think the Usos could win here. I actually, if I was to put my signature on any one result, it would be on the Usos winning this match. I feel like Slater and Rhino have almost ran their course, and I also feel like there's a bit more. There's a bit more in terms of investment when you watch the baby faces chase the champions who are heels, and I feel like if you're watching Alpha and Slater and Rhino chase the Usos, there's more money in that there's more investment as an audience member than there is if Heath Slater and Rhino win and then you have to search out like the Ascension or whoever to get another tag title match because the Usos aren't going to go for the third pay-per-view against Slater and Rhino. Yeah. And I feel like Heath Slater and Rhino were never meant for this like huge tag run anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think there were, there were it was a good story that built especially Heath Slater's character really well, but it's time for the Usos to have it, and I think their new gimmick is is good. It's working. They're working it well, so yeah, why not? Then we will have, maybe, The Miz versus Dolph <laughs> Ziggler, title versus career match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, like this, this for me is like the must-watch match of the card, which is saying something, because I think the main event could be incredible. Uh, the Miz and Ziggler have told an, a fantastic story since the brand split, both having different spots and then merging together for this in, like important story in terms of fans of both of these guys. I think the championship being on the line doesn't seem as important as it could do, but I also feel like it opens up some possibilities in terms of the results. So what happens if like, I hope they don't do this, but I don't want Ziggler to win by disqualification and then keep his job but not get a title. That kind of thing. Yeah, that I mean, that's classic WWE to, like, yeah. just fuck with us and not give us, yeah. like, an absolute. But whether it's Dolph Ziggler losing or Dolph Ziggler winning or Miz losing or Miz winning, I just want a, I just want a definitive, clean win. Yeah, but you say that, but, like, I think the way that you get all of the heat on the Miz is if... Maurice yet again helps him win and then Ziggler has to go and Miz has the heat of having yeah I guess I I don't mind that I just mean like if the Miz is gone then have him go I don't want him to come back in two weeks yeah sorry Ziggler yeah Yeah, I don't want him to go come back in two weeks that would piss me off I think the only for me the only if if this is a story and they will, and they are going to re-sign Ziggler, as the rumours have been that he's coming to the end of his contract, and they are going to re-sign him, I think the only way him him coming back has any sort of impact is if he's off TV for a while. So for me, fantasy booking, I'd have him maybe come back at the Rumble, and then set up the Miz and Ziggler in some way again. Yeah, but like for the meantime, 
he'd have to be off TV if he loses. And for me, he should lose. Yeah. The Miz is at a point where he's just like the biggest, probably the biggest absolute heel in the company right now. I think that a lot of the other heels get booed or cheered. He just gets straight up booed and everyone still appreciates him. But when they do, they're doing it through booing him like a proper heel. And I feel like that's the reason why he needs to get the rub tonight. Yeah, I, th- I think the Miz should win too. Yeah, I hope the Miz wins anyway. Is that because of your draft points? Yeah, but <laughs> you know, you only want the Usos to win for your draft points, so that's not true. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> and then we're gonna have Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Hopefully, not for too long. Yeah, like. Honestly, I feel like this match will have shenanigans galore and Bray Wyatt will somehow win, setting up a third match. I mean... (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I mean, Bray Wyatt has to win. He has to. Yeah. Because he loses all the time. Yeah, but then, as as I've said in previous podcasts... um, especially with regards to Backlash. Randy Orton came back to all this hype. He's been on form. Well, he was on form, and then Brock Lesnar beat him very definitively. And he needs that big... He needs a big win somewhere down the road. And for me, the reason why I say shenanigans is because of the whole Sister Abigail angle on SmackDown. I think maybe Sister Abigail... Some, I don't know. Some sort of spooky stuff happens. Bray Wyatt wins. Sets up Orton versus White in a cage, or Orton versus White in a casket, or whatever gimmick the WWE might want to put on it for Survivor Series. Yeah, I just hope it's not Luke Harper or Eric Rowan doing I th- stuff. I actually think Eric Rowan's injured. Yeah, he did. He got injured recently. Yeah. So I think it is actually. I think, but Luke Harper did have a return match recently. So it very well could be Luke Harper. Uh, um, Like, I love Luke Harper, and I really do feel like he deserves the sort of spot that going against Orton would give him. But I wouldn't be interested in seeing another one of those. Another Wyatt family angle, and another babyface having to overcome odds that are just insurmountable. Yeah, and personally, like... If I'm WWE, what the fuck difference does it make if Randy Orton loses? The guy's like a million-time world champion. Yeah. Like, just have Bray Wyatt go over him, for God's sake. He needs to go over someone at some point. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely no way they can keep booking him in his position when he doesn't win any time. Yeah. And then, I guess, we could have Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for this Women's Championship, but... We're pretty sure that Becky Lynch is injured. And she's not going to be on the card. Do we know what the injury is? No. Also, that we don't know either. Okay. So, from what we've heard, she's injured. She needs like a month or so off. Um, Although we're not certain on that. Um, And WWE is still actually promoting the match, but they did that with Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt last time at Backlash and then did the angle on the show. So we also could see the angle on the show here as well. Yeah. Um, 
but um, you know, I I quite like the match. I mean, they're both good workers, and I think it'll be a fun match. Yeah, it was happens. one of the. Yeah, and I feel like the the it's one of the matches that has the potential to defy expectations in that if it does happen, it'll be two women who desperately want to overcome the match that Raw put on in the main event. And whether they could do that or not is a different question, but the fact that they'd attempt to would be promising. With the injury being undisclosed and for around a month, does that not indicate potential concussions? Because they seem to be very adamant on not announcing the concussions recently. Yeah, it could be. Um, it's just weird that like no one's been able to like confirm it, I guess. Yeah, true. But we'll soon find out, I guess. Um, I, I if hope... it happens. If it happens, yeah. Yeah, if it happens, who do you think will win? If it happens, I think that Becky will win. Yeah, same. I think Alexa's kind of an intermediary. I think the main challenge for Becky going down the road are probably Nikki. Yeah, I agree. And um, Naomi, despite the fact that all three of them are baby faces. Yeah, although we haven't seen Naomi on TV much recently. That's true. That is true. I wonder where she's gone, actually. On probably Superstars or some shit. Yeah, I think she's always put in like a really unfortunate position because obviously any any everyone knows she's married to one of the Usos, and the, when the Usos are babyface, she was a heel, and then when the Usos go heel, she's a babyface, and it's like if they just turned them all together and then had them as a mini stable, I think that could be more effective. It'd give more heat to her as a character. Yeah, I agree, um, and at least then they could have like the Usos interfere in their matches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's always the opposite, you're right. Yeah. And the main event AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena, triple threat match for the WWE World Championship. Yeah, the champ that runs the camp versus the face, the that, face runs the place. that runs the place. Versus, <laughs> versus the, the, the lunatic fringe. Lunatic fringe. Yeah. to ruin it, didn't <laughs> <he>? <laughs> Um, could be match of the night. Probably will be match of the night. The MILF. The MILF. <laughs> the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. The MILF. I love it. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler could give them a run for their money, I think. I think. I honestly think that Miz versus Ziggler will be my favourite match personally because it's one on one. It will get given a very decent amount of time. It's got the emotional investment of a championship versus a career and therefore feels like a final stamp on their story together. Yeah. Um, but this main event should be excellent, especially if the seemingly based in reality animosity that Cena, Ambrose and Styles have presented to each other in their promos as of late comes out in the match in some sort of storytelling fashion. I think if it's just a lot of very fast-paced moves like every Dean Ambrose match and it doesn't change pace at all, it will be not that great. But I do trust uh, Styles and Cena to both control that a lot better. Yeah, I think Styles and Cena together at putting a match together is going to be yeah. pretty great, I think. Yeah, I do too. Um, John Cena was in that amazing triple threat with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins last year's Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, which was phenomenal. Yeah, that was one of the best matches of the year, and I don't think people expected it, especially when Rollins was shoehorned in. Yep. I was amazed that Seth Rollins got put in that match, to be honest, and then just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah, him knocking it out of the park is what developed his year for me. Like, that was... After that, he was the guy. Like, they knew that they could use him in any spot, and he'd get over, so... Yeah, and I feel like AJ Styles is becoming that guy. Yeah, now, exactly. Where they've His realized, version. shit, we can put this guy in any match and he's going to like make it better. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he's the the champ that runs the camp. He's the main guy on the roster right now. I Will feel you like... please stop saying that? What, the champ that runs the camp? It's awful. Why? Because it's just bad. But mark them. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll just quote any shit to you, and then I'll just say it marked him. Okay, but I just don't know. I just think that's stupid. The champ that runs the camp. Yeah, but it's of course it's stupid. But his character's like that annoying guy who just gets in your head because he's just annoying, and then he'll beat you up at the end of it. <laughs> that is true. No, he is. It's, is it's his gimmick, and I like. I think it's. I think it's working for him. Like, it, I, I think at his size and with his hair and his whole gimmick he can't just come out and kill people so it's a good little spot for him i think the point in what i was going to say is that it's with him in his position and at, with his quality at the moment i don't see any other winner for this match other than him yeah aj styles will remain champion in my opinion yeah he's got to and this this isn't the place to do john cena's 16th yeah definitely world not. championship so yeah. Um, that's the pay-per-view. Looks pretty promising. Yeah, I, I honestly think that this will again be better than the Raw offering. And I think that with the amount of matches for the amount of hours, they could potentially have three really good matches. Um, they're certainly going to have two really good matches. They, they will have to majorly screw up to get Miz and Ziggler and the World Championship match wrong. So, yeah, I'm excited actually. I think it's going to be quite good. Yeah, I'm not going to stay up to watch it, but I'll watch it tomorrow evening. Yeah. And I'm quite looking forward to it. I will be staying up to watch it, and I will be live tweeting at our Twitter account, which is Red Ink Wrestling. Yeah. I'm thinking about changing that, actually. It's pretty long, isn't it? Red Ink Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe but it's, it's quite long. Maybe we should change it to Red Ink Pod. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe we should change it to R3D1NKP0D. That would annoy people. Yeah, it would. Imagine trying to find us. I think. I honestly, <laughs> think, it's, I honestly think it's okay because like Twitter have changed a lot of their rules where they uh, they um, don't include names and photos and videos in the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes so sense. I think it's okay. At least yeah. everyone can find us straight away. We are at Red Ink Wrestling on Twitter. Yes, not Reading Pod. I just made that up. <laughs> Definitely Reading Wrestling. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna uh, also lots of points up for the draft po- draft that we're doing. Um, yeah. You've got the points so far, right? After Backlash and um, Night of Cha- Clash of Champions. Yeah. So after Backlash, I was beating you by a mere ten points, despite the fact that I have most of the SmackDown roster on my team, which is why I am the blue team, Team Blue, and you are Team Red. Um, but Obviously, Clash of Champions, your raw heavy draft picks 
boosted your points. So you're now 25 points ahead of me on 335 to my 310. Yes. But but before the pay-per-views even started, you've got 10 points for The Miz being on the poster, that amazing perfume-type advert with yeah, Maurice. That is a cool so poster. You, you are technically now 35 points in front of me going into this pay-per-view. But I do have... The whole SmackDown roster. Yeah, I have Ambrose and Cena in the main event, even though you have AJ Styles the champion, which will get you more points, especially if he retains. Um, I then have Orton, Bella, Wyatt, the Usos, and Ziggler on the rest of the card. So my guys fill up a large portion of what's being put on this pay-per-view tonight. And then you have The Miz and Heath Slater. Interesting. So I have a lot of guys, but you have all the champions. So if your champions come out on top, you could potentially maintain your lead. But I'm thinking that after tonight, I may... Well, it's more likely that I will be in front of you. God damn it. (laughs) Well, it's going to be interesting to see with the draft what happens at like the joint shows, Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the te- I was just looking at the teams though, and like you picked Neville number nine. He's <laughs> not even been on TV yet. Oh, I know. Don't talk to me about it. That was more homegrown loyalty, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I did think that he would be involved in the cruiserweight division, but obviously not because that would make too much sense. Yeah. You also have some guys who might appear, like Apollo Cruz might get some sort of appearance points. American Alpha. Oh, they- man. If American Alpha cost Usos the titles tonight, I'll mark the fuck out. Yeah, that'll be good. I don't know where they'd take the tag championships after that, but I think it'd be good to have um, Alpha and Usos in a feud elsewhere so that you've got more tag matches on the card because I am a fan. But Yeah. yeah, Sweet. So check out the Red Inquesting Twitter page tonight because we're going to be live tweeting the show. Yep. And... Look out for the weekly podcast, which is coming soon, and another weekly podcast will be coming soon as well. Yeah, can I just give a quick end of podcast shout out to the fact that I don't think any of the matches on tonight's card will impress me and make me mark out quite as much as this week's What Culture did on Friday. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it, but we did go to the What Culture show in Newcastle on Friday, Yeah, and it was a very good show indeed. Definitely. I want to give a particular shout-out to Trent Seven and Johnny Moss, who had one of the more hard-hitting matches that I've probably ever seen in person, actually. And I've seen Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shibata in person. And this match, they probably hit harder than those two. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. It started off with a lot of chops, and you were kind of like, right, okay, we get the message, you're doing a lot of chops. And then it just went and went and went, and it was just... Yeah. Excellent, excellent match. Yeah, I've only seen like Marafuji make someone bleed from chops, but Trent Seven made Johnny Moss bleed just from chops. Yeah, that was and they pretty took, sensational. Yeah, and they took that huge bump on the outside. There was a dive that ended Ugh. up causing yeah. blood as well. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Really well, well put together, Matt. Speaking of that, actually, if you look at your Twitter account, I just Trent Seven and Tyler Bate met Kurt Angle last night in Manchester 
at the WCPW show and yeah. tweeted the fact that Kurt Angle's medal is older than Tyler Bate. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I just uh, I just CC'd you in it. And Trent Seven liked the tweet. Nice. With me mentioning you in it. Yeah. So cool. that's pretty cool. And yeah, if you ever get a chance to go to a WCPW show, you should definitely do it. They're, uh, they put on a pretty, pretty good event. I mean, every time we've yeah, been, it's, it's, it's been well it's worth it. It's definitely some of the best indie wrestling I've seen. Yeah. yeah. And that's it for the for the No Mercy preview. Uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet us your opinions. We like to yeah. we like the interactions. Definitely. And uh, check you next time. See ya. Showtime! Woo!